Uh, you can have your seats. You can have your seats. Whilst, whilst we're sitting down, I just want to first and foremost honour um, Pastor Conley, the lead pastor, and his lovely wife, First Lady Esther, and just the leadership of this church. This is an amazing church, absolutely amazing church, and it's so good to be here as well. And I also want to reach out. My, my wife couldn't be here with my kids. They were all really sad this morning. Oh, how comes we can't come? You know, we've just got a newborn, four week, five weeks old. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, w- I walked in this morning and... Uh, I mean, I was like, man, I'm absolutely knackered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely knackered. So what will happen is, uh, his name is Ezekiel, and um, he's awake now, and then come around 10 o'clock, sorry, he's, he's, he's sleeping now, and then come around 10 o'clock, his eyes are wide open. So, you know, if, if, if you've got kids, you know you're doing shift work in the middle of the night, then you still have to wake up and do what you need to do. It's absolutely, and I just thank God for the grace of God, amen, you know, but uh, they wish they could have been here, but I said I was going to say hello to them, so hello kids, hello family, so uh, they're probably sitting behind the TV right now watching um, this, this service, so we thank God, absolutely a blessing to be here, let me get my, where's the timer, do I, do I I'll use my, where is it, oh fantastic, 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 make sure I don't, you know, you go to a, a church to go and preach, you don't want to go over time or you'll never be invited again, so <laughs> So we want to make sure we keep it, keep on time. Awesome. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we say thank you for uh, just another Sunday service. Thank you for what you're about to do in our lives. Thank you for the word that's about to come forth. Thank you for what you've already ordained to, to do in the lives of your people. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we also ask that the Holy Spirit, you will have your way, lead and guide, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Awesome. Praise God. So, church, I want to talk to you today about the attitude of faith. The attitude of faith. And I love the scripture that you were sharing. I'm telling you now, the Spirit of God is one. That Isaiah 40, 31 unbelievable i mean i mean you preached my sermon today absolutely amazing so i said wow god just setting us up for something um that word attitude simply means um, a settled way of thinking or feeling on something it's a settled way the way you think will produce the way you feel the way you feel will produce the decisions you make the decisions you make will produce your actions your actions your habits and your habits will eventually take you to your character So it all comes back. When you're talking about attitude, your attitude stems from a place of how you think about a thing. But not just how you think, but how you have settled your thinking. What's my my settled mind? What's my mindset concerning a situation? Well, whatever your mindset is, your attitude is an expression of that set mind. You guys following me? Your attitude is an expression of that set mind. Now, here's what I want to, just want to lay a quick foundation before we go into this. Number one, it is important to know and understand that the work of Jesus Christ is a finished work. Turn to your name and say, finished work. work. Turn to your name and say, Jesus' work work. is finished. Turn to your neighbor behind you and say, it's done. It's it's done. I need you guys to understand this. If we're going to move anywhere, we have to understand that Jesus' work is finished. It's done. Everything that you need for life and godliness, the Bible says, is finished, done. Everything you need for life and godliness is finished, done. Jesus has finished that work. So we are not using faith to try and get God to do something. God has already done it. Faith is no longer something we use to, uh, to make. We use faith to receive or take from what grace has been made available, has made available for us. So you hear what I'm saying? 
Jesus finished the work, faith lays hold of it. Let me ask you a question. How were you saved? You were saved by grace, but you got it how? Wow. So faith didn't make salvation. Faith was the avenue by which salvation came through. Grace made it. Faith took it. You guys hear what I'm saying? Great touch. I say grace makes. Faith takes. Say again. Grace makes. Faith takes. Jesus' work over sin, death, the grave has been finished. His work over everything that tried to disqualify you or is trying to disqualify you in your life from the promises of God. All of that has been, is, has been accomplished by Jesus Christ. I am qualified in Christ. Well, who, who told you you can, you can apply for that job? I'm qualified in Christ. Who told you you could, you could earn over a certain, number, a certain amount? I'm qualified in Christ. Uh, say what? I'm qualified in Christ. Tell your name, say, I'm qualified in Christ. Oh, my gosh. He's finished the work. Look at, look at John chapter 19, verse 28 to 29. John chapter 19, verse 28 to 29. Look what it says. After Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst, verse 29. Now, a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And the next bit, this next bit of that verse, so I should have given you verse, stand up a bit there. Lord have mercy. That's what happens when you're rocking a baby and writing your sermon at the same time. <laughs> so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is what? And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It's finished. What's finished? His work. It's done. It, it's done. Grace makes, faith takes. Now, someone goes, well, what, what's this got to do with attitude? Let's just look at another scripture real quickly. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 1 <laughs> John chapter 3, verse 8. Lord, have mercy. Father, thank you for what you're about to do in this place today. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Question, did he destroy the works of the devil? Did he destroy the works of the devil? How do we know? What did he say? It's wonderful. Christ's work is finished. Now, before Christ died on the cross, we never had a right to the promises of God by virtue of our works and performance. In fact, the Bible says as long as we continue to work under the law of Moses, that we were cursed because of our inability to continue in all things that were written in the door. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. And I'm just laying a quick foundation here. So just bear with me. Laying a quick foundation. Look what the Bible says in Galatians 3, verse 10. It says, for as many are of the works of the law, the law was the, the 613 laws in the old covenant that God gave to Moses. Look at this. For as long as you are, you are the works of the law, you are under the curse. For it is written... Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So listen, I want you just to understand something here. The law is not a curse, but your inability to keep God's law perfectly meant that it empowered the curse, not the blessing. God's law is holy. God's law is righteous. But our inability to keep it perfectly empowered the curse. Well, what's the curse? The curse is an empowerment to fail. The curse is an empowerment to fail. 
When you're talking about when someone's cursed, for example, if, uh, if an individual always turned up and every time that individual turned up, things broke down. Then that individual went to another place, relationship broke down. The individual back, sits in your car, your car breaks down. <laughs> Comes to the jo- your job, you get sacked. Then you turn around and say, dude, you curse, man. <laughs> Something wrong with you. Because before you came around, all was well. It, the curse is an empowerment to fail. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 in the Message Bible. Look at this. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Look at this. My, my, my. So those who now live by faith are, bl- in, in the Message Bible, this is the Message Bible, live by faith, are blessed along with Abraham who lived by faith. This is no new doctrine. Next verse. And that means that anyone who tries to live by his own effort, that's talking about under the law, because under the law is required, it's your effort. Faith is you trusting in Jesus' effort. The law is your effort. Those who try to live by his own effort, watch this, living by your own effort is independent of God. The anointing is knocking down phones. (laughs) The phone, you know, the phone just fell. Just like, wow, Lord have mercy. Look at this. Watch this. Live by his own effort, independent of God. Watch this. Is doomed for what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Scripture backs this up. Utterly cursed or utterly doomed to failure is everyone or every person who fails to carry out every detail written in the book of the law. The law is not cursed, but when you fail to carry out every single detail of it, you now empower the ability to fail. So if the curse is the empowerment to fail, then the blessing is the empowerment to succeed. You following me? All right. We're laying down this foundation. Oh boy, bear in mind, I haven't preached for like five weeks. So I'm just, get, it's all coming out. So just, whichever way it comes, just please, just take it. Because, is it, you know when you haven't preached for so long, it's like, just, just fire, just take it, take it, receive it, have it. So just flow with me, guys, please, yeah. <laughs> a successful relationship with God cannot be sustained under a program that is designed to make you fail. The law was designed to make you fail. So I was like, what? God gave us the law? Yes. So when you would see your failure, you would know the need for Jesus. You hear that? You would know your need for Jesus. Because you would realize, independent of God, I'm failing. I can't do this. I'm struggling. So then Jesus would come and he would fulfill the law perfectly, every single detail. And he would say, hey, now through my ticket, you're righteous. Through my ticket, you're holy. Through my ticket, you're redeemed. You're sanctified. Through my ticket, you're heaven bound. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. So Christ's death supplied the release clause. Something of, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, he, he also supplied the release clause for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from Man United football team. You know, we, we're still praying. But so Christ, <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. So, so Christ's death, me and, me and Pastor Man were talking about, oh man, let that release clause play and just release him. Whoever, just release him in Jesus' name. So, so Christ's death supplied the release clause from a contract that empowered the curse and therefore released upon us the blessing of Abraham. When he, when he released us from that contract, he tied us up to a new contract called the blessing of Abraham. But this time, this contract called the blessing of Abraham, you engage in it by faith not by trying to keep every detail of the law. 
Mm? Yeah. I, my bargain, my part of the deal is to believe. God's part of the deal was to fulfill every detail of the contract. So that when I give you the contract, your job is believe. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You guys following me? Yeah. Ho, 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 ho. Look at, look, at, look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. My, my, my. I was writing down these scriptures and me and Pastor Nine were talking about it. I was like, I hope I can get through all these scriptures in 30 minutes. <laughs> so bear with me. We're going to go and we're gonna see what we can do. We're going to see what we can do. Galatians 3, verse 13. My, my, my. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Say, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. There goes all the generational curses you've ever heard about. Remember back in the day? And the reason why this is happening is because the generation, the blood of Jesus is greater than that curse. You what? Generational curse following me and I'm tied up to a completely different DNA. But you see, if you will give, if you believe that, then that's what you invite in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The devil goes, ah, they don't know about this, so might as well, let's, let's keep pouncing on them, keep messing with their family, messing with their job, messing with their future, because that's where they put their faith in. So rather than putting their faith in the blessing which Jesus has made available for us, they now have an attitude of belief in the curse because that's what religion taught them and they're just stuck in that way trying to keep every detail and they don't even know that they are empowering their own failure. Oh, man. Do you remember? Well, I remember this, but my mom used to make some nice chicken. She lives, they've retired, they live in Ghana now. And I miss that chicken. But my wife, my wife makes a good one too. So then. <laughs> let me just get that right. <laughs> I might be on the couch tonight. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> let me just correct that. <laughs> but uh, she used to make some beautiful chicken. And she would tell us, don't touch the chicken. It's for tomorrow. Son, don't touch. Then they start calling your Ghanaian name. Kwabna, don't touch the chicken. Then I'll call my brother. Yao, don't touch the chicken. Abawa, don't touch the chicken. Call all the family. Don't touch the chicken. But every time she kept saying, don't touch, it's like something in me was like, I need to touch this thing, man. Why are you telling me not to touch this? And he said, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. Best believe at 2 a.m. he was making noise in the kitchen. That's me and my bro, where we are chomping into that chicken. And we didn't take one, we took two. Because the curious, I mean, you put a law on me and all it's going to do is make me want to do the very thing you don't want me to do. You're empowering me to fail. You're empowering me to fail. But that's what it's like. When we don't believe that Jesus has finished the work, we will go trying to keep every detail and we don't realize we are empowering ourselves to fail. Why? Because we're now living independent of God, doomed to failure. We're living life under the wrong contract. Life under the wrong contract. Do you know how many people are still doing this today? I mean, there's a whole new contract ready for you but you're still living under the old contract. So the benefits of the new contract, you're not getting it. Although you're under the new contract, but because you don't believe in the new contract, you're not getting the benefits of the new contract. It's like having a, um, an iPhone and, a, and an Android. <laughs> Who's my iPhone family here? That's what I'm talking about. Who's the Android family here? Now put your hands down. We don't, we don't <laughs> <laughs> it's like getting an upgrade 
on your iPhone and not knowing there's an upgrade. So you're still stuck on the contract of the old phone. So the benefits of the new phone, you're not getting it because you don't understand. Even in fact, you've got the upgrade, but you don't know how to use the benefits. Imagine that. And still, you've got the phone years go by, and you don't know you can FaceTime. You don't even know that Android can now come in and FaceTime with you. You don't know none of this stuff. And you can't even benefit from this now because you don't know and understand and believe the benefits of the new contracts. You guys with me? Touch your neighbor and say, I'm under the new contract. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've been released from the curse. Watch this. Because of what Jesus Christ has finished on the, on the cross, we get to be free from the empowerment to fail and receive the blessing, which is the empowerment to succeed. The blessing is not the car. The blessing is not the house. The blessing is not the spouse. The blessing is not the job. The blessing, watch this, is the Holy Spirit. Can we look at Galatians 3 verse 14? Oh, my gosh. I said that, I said, I'll say it again. The blessing is not the car, the blessing is not the house, the blessing is not the spouse, the blessing is not the job. The blessing is the Holy Spirit. So we've been redeemed from the curse of the Lord, that, but through Jesus Christ, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. How? In who? Not by keeping every detail of the law, but how does the blessing come on you? In Christ. How do you get Christ? By faith, right? By grace through faith. By grace through faith, the blessing comes upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might... What's the blessing? What's the blessing? What's the blessing? That we might receive, watch this, the promise of the Spirit. So I'm just... I thought it was going to be the, the house. Why, why didn't you give me the house? No, you don't understand. The Holy Spirit carries every single blessing. And that blessing moved on the inside of you the day you got born again. So the house that you've been believing God for, for your family... That provision, where is it? It's in you. Oh, Lord, I've been believing for, you know, for my relationship, my marriage to, to, to improve and all this stuff. Where, where's that provision? Where's the supply? It's in you. Oh, Lord, I've been, I've been believing for my ministry and, and I, what's going on? Where, where is the great? It's, it's where? It's in you. Because the day the Holy Spirit moved in, he moved in with all the blessings. The provision is on the inside of you. So whilst you're looking for it out here, trying to do something, your attitude should be, Lord, you've placed all of it in me, already in Christ Jesus in me. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so good. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians 1, verse 3. My, my, my. Hmm. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'll say this before I read this. What you tried to attain under the law you now possess in your born-again spirit under grace. The day you got born again, God moved in. Yeah. Listen to what I just said there. When you got born again, God moved in. Man is a spirit, possesses a soul, and lives in the physical body. Your born-again spirit is perfect. Your born-again spirit does not participate in sin. Your born-again spirit does not participate in all the jargon that goes on outside in your flesh and in your soul. In fact, the Bible says you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know what that word sealed means? It means the bad can't get in, the good can't get out. See this bottle of water here? It's sealed, right? This water is like the blessing. This blessing is in here. And because it's sealed, I can throw it up, it can drop, but this water's not coming out. Well, that's what happened when you got born again. The regeneration was a sealing of every good thing that's in Christ placed in your born again spirit. Wow. Think about that. 
every good thing, but it's sealed. And the contract says the only way you can get this out of your sealed spirit is by faith. But you know what we do? We, we are sealed and then we try to keep every detail of the law. And it's like you're going completely against how the agreement works. Yeah. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, check this out. What did I say? Uh, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Let me ask you this question. From, on, from this scripture, where are all the blessings? They're in where? Heavenly places. And where are heavenly places? In Christ. in Christ. And where's Christ? Where are the blessings? Start again. Where are... Where, <laughs> everyone's a different answer. Let's do it again. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Where? Heavenly places are where? Christ is where? In us. So where are the blessings? Mm-hmm. In us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. But how do I see that glory manifested? It's not going to be by keeping every detail of the law. It's going to be by confidence, by faith, confidence in what Jesus has already done. Jesus kept every detail of the law. And then he says, believe me. You hearing that? That's how the transfer happens. That's how it transfers from the spiritual to the physical. But if we live our lives still trying to go with an attitude of, I can do this independent from God, then we've settled our mind in the wrong direction. Attitude is a settled mind. And I'm telling you today, guys, settle your mind on the fact that Jesus finished. Whatever you're praying for is already done. So your, your 10,000 confessions is not what is going to make God do something. He's already done it. That's it. I'm about to say something so radical, but I'll say it and I'll leave Pastor Emmanuel and Pastor Connie to fix up the mess. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it. <sighs> Holy Spirit, lead me. Your 10,000 confessions doesn't make God do something for you. Watch this. Why? Because we know God did what he needed to do when you couldn't do anything for yourself. So why do we believe that now that I'm saved, I can make God do something for me when when I wasn't saved, God did something for me when I couldn't do nothing for myself and to do anything to make him do something for me in the first place. So what's convinced us now that I'm born again that it's my 10 hours of fasting that has made God heal me? What's convinced us that is my 1,000 confessions? Remember back in the day, I don't even remember this, when the word of faith was really moving, we used to, be to, do, we used to do things like this. Car, car, car. I said car. We declare car. We declare house. We declare wife, 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 wife. Hey, 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 hey. And we thought by doing that, God was like, yeah, they got, they got, they got 999 confessions in. They got it just about. Let's do it for them. No, let me tell you something. The provision was made available the day Jesus died on the cross. And my confession was my positive response by faith to receive, to take what grace had made. Think about this. 
Think about it. Because back in the day, it was almost like, yeah, God did this for me because I did this. That's when I know you were in the picture. Because when, when you're not in the picture, God gets the glory. Hi, brother, how did, how did that happen for you? Yeah, I fasted about 10 weeks. Read my Bible nonstop till 12 midnight. Woke up at the hour of prayer. Pastor man, I woke up at the hour of prayer. Prayed in tongues. Interpreted the tongues. Hey. And then God did. Dude, that was all you. Why? Because God didn't get the glory out of that. So I said, give, give me Bible verse for that. Remember when God promised Abraham, I'll make you the father of nations, many nations. Then him and Sarah got together and said, let's, let, this is taking long. Let's go ahead and make the promise come to pass. Do you know who they gave birth to? Ishmael. Ishmael looked like the promise, talked like the promise, seemed like the promise, but wasn't the promise. Why? Because that was your independence from God trying to make something that only grace can make, but faith has to take. So when Abraham got to a point in his life and he realized Ishmael's not the promise, he sounds like the promise. He talks like the promise. He walks like the promise. He ain't the promise. Abraham had to come to the end of himself. And he realized, until I can stay committed to trusting God in this, I'm not going to really see the promise. So when he got old, he got really old. And he got to the point whereby him and Sarah couldn't mess, up, mess anything up anymore. <laughs> they got together in that tent. The Holy Spirit got on them. And Isaac was born. That's the promise. And in that happening, Abraham couldn't get the glory. Sarah couldn't get the glory. The only person that could get the glory was God himself. So what's the attitude? Come to the end of yourself. Stop trying to make something that has already been made and learn to, and learn to enjoy the process of waiting. Oh, my days. Enjoy the... Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Enjoy the process of waiting. Every, you know, you know these days, everyone's getting married on Instagram. So you two, you, I, I, hey, you, I'll marry you. <laughs> what? You what? Hey, you, 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 yes, you, you. You don't want to, listen, this generation, we don't want to wait for nothing. We don't want no process. We just want it quick. Best believe, listen, best to believe the stuff we see on Instagram, ain't that person's bag, ain't their bag. They hired the bag. They hired it. They, they, they. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I told you I ain't preached for a while, so forgive me, guys. <laughs> Just coming out. They hired the bag. The shoes they're wearing, they're friend's shoes. And you're sitting there stressed, scrolling and scrolling. Why is my life like this? And their life, your life is better than their life. <laughs> have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Mm. Someone goes, how do you know? Because I've been there. I'm scrolling through. Man, why is our ministry not like that ministry? Why is that ministry not like that ministry? Ah, I'm scrolling through. Then I finish. I'm like, Lord, am I even called to do this? And it's like, what an insult to the blessing that was made available 2,000 years ago, placed in you. And a few scrolls. And all of a sudden, you're questioning, insulting the blessing. Coming with an attitude of, oh, you know, why can't we do it like that? Rather than enjoying the process of waiting and learning and developing character, developing maturity. These days, nobody wants to do that. 
No one wants to do that. And then they rush to do stuff and then they come back for counseling. Yeah. Wasting my time. <laughs> Some of the counseling sessions we do were like, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, 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 did we not teach you this two years ago? So you go and do all of that and then you come back for counseling. And it's like, you're, now you're just, do you know what happens when you come having the wrong attitude? Delay. Not that the promise hasn't been made available, but your stanky, smelly attitude is, <laughs> I need to get the right word there, is, <laughs> is delaying what has already been made available. Isaac was promised. Abraham just had to trust and wait. That's all he had to do. Wait. Oh, man. It would have saved a lot of the havoc that he went through. And even now, we're suffering today. Where are we suffering, boy? <laughs> we're going through our own challenges. The earth is going through their own challenges because of the decision. And Jesus says, hey, I came to redeem you from that decision. And now my contract says, believe me. You guys with me? My gosh. Believe me. Oh, someone might go, yeah, you know, I've heard this stuff about believe and believe and believe. Because a lot of time when you say believe, people think mentally agree. I'm not saying mentally agree. I'm saying believe. The Bible says you believe with your heart. So when I receive the word into my heart, do you know what I do? I marinate. You know when you marinate chicken, you leave it for a day? Trust me, I know, I love chicken. <laughs> you marinate, you leave it in the fridge, you marinate it. The next morning, all the seasoning and the juice is gone on your chicken. Oh, Lord, have mercy. When you put that in the grill, Lord, have mercy. Whew. That's the same thing you do with the word of God. You receive, that's why I loved what you said about getting together on, in the connect group and then discussing what we have heard. What are we doing? We're marinating that word. We're meditating on it. And we're muttering it. And it's growing on the inside of us. Now, Rich, watch this. Faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I can't see this with my physical eyes. Watch this, but I can see it with the eyes of my heart. So as I'm meditating on this word, physical eyes say, not true. Spiritual eyes says, true. The more I meditate on it, my, what my physical eyes are trying to tell me I'm, I'm almost becoming numb to my physical eyes and I'm becoming more sensitive to my spiritual eye to such a point that I become blind to my physical eye and all I can see is my spiritual eye, what my spiritual eye can see. When I'm at that point, I'm ready to give birth. Delivery time. And you know what delivery is like? There's a, labor, there's a labor time, right? So sometimes as you're getting ready to go, there's pressure. All of a sudden, pressure's hitting you. All of a sudden, opposition, contradiction. You will never make it. You can't do it. No, rejection, rejection. That's only, a, the setback is a set up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're being set up for something great, but you've got to know the season you're in. It is a labor time. You're getting ready to push. Don't you never say push. Yeah, yeah, boy. Push. I'm telling you now, you are pregnant with everything Jesus has finished. Everything. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, you're pregnant with it. And here's, I want to I finish on this last scripture. <laughs> Pastor Manny, I told you, I've given all these scriptures. I, I don't know where we're going, but let the Holy Spirit lead. 
Look at Philemon 1 verse 6. Philemon verse 6. Look at this. Here's what I want to say to you. Here's the attitude we've got to have now. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you, in where? In Christ. Wow. Church, I don't know what's been going on in your life, but I came to tell you the solution is on the inside. Christ is in you. And the world's going crazy. The world's going crazy. Now you can't even drive into London without paying you, Les, uh, uh, clap him. I'm like, clap him, you, Les, clap him. Was it, what was the last thing? NI is going up. Everything's going up. Pay's not going up. The world's going crazy. I can't rely on the, the world's systems. I have got to know how to positively respond to the things I can't see with my physical eyes, the word of God. You hear what I'm saying? It's an attitude. Because the attitude we grew up on, keep every detail when we can't keep every deal. Jesus did that. And now he says, believe me. And watch this. My Holy Spirit now will lead you in the details of life. As you trust the Holy Spirit, where you couldn't do it, Jesus has done it. And then his spirit will lead you. He will lead you. And the scripture says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Do you know what that means? That word renew means to exchange his strength for your strength. He literally gives you his strength. And watch this. I find this so interesting. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, the, the renewal of the strength is so that you will mount up with wings like eagles. That you, so that you, the strength that he will give you is the ability to keep on running when you feel you can't keep on running. The strength that he will give you is the ability to keep standing and keep going when you feel weary. The strength that he will give you is the ability to walk when you feel like fainting. But Lord, where am I running to? Where am I walking to? I'm running and I'm walking to continue the process of waiting until the manifestation shows up. You mean there's still more waiting? Yeah. I'm giving you the strength to maintain the right attitude whilst you wait. So rather than complaining, you find yourself, when the situation is getting worse, you're rejoicing. How are you rejoicing? Because I'm operating in supernatural strength. I've, I've given up trying to live independent from God. I'm tired of that. I've given up. So what I do, I wait on him. And the situation's getting tough, but somehow I'm, 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 I'm hanging in there. How are you doing that? It's because the strength that I'm operating in is not natural strength. I've decided that I'll live my life depending on Jesus. With that attitude, guys, you'll start to see the release of the supernatural, especially in times like today, when all sorts of stuff is wild wild we need God's presence in our lives starts by saying Lord I rip up the old contract and I walk in this new contract the blessing of Abraham is on my life can you stand to your feet real quickly oh thank you Lord come on man just begin to release the blessing over your life come on man just begin to release it
We are going to another level. Oh, TCC, we're going to another level. We're going to another level as a ministry, as a church, in our personal lives. We're going to another level. We will not stay where we are, but we will move as the Holy Spirit leads us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Whatever you've been praying for, the answer has already been provided. And as we seek the face of God, we declare solutions to show up, wisdom to show up, insight to show up, enlightenment to show up. We are moving on a complete new level. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We win. We are the head and not the tail. The blessing is running through every arena of our lives. And we are on top because Jesus is on top. We declare it now come and release the blessing over your life oh father thank you father thank you thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord we give you praise 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 we will not quit Lord we will not quit Lord we will not quit, Lord. You never quit on us. We will not quit. And we know we have supernatural strength to ensure when we feel like that we're tired, you will give us the strength to keep on going. When we don't want to run no more, you'll give us the strength to keep on going. No weapon. Oh, we say no weapon. Come on, church, lift your voice. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We win. We win. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Father, we say thank you for this time that we've had. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for the wisdom that has shown up in this session, this meeting. We thank you for the solutions and the answers that have shown up in this meeting, Lord. We thank you for the lives that have been changed and transformed. And we declare in Jesus' name that we are moving with a brand new attitude, the attitude of faith. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said a big amen and amen and amen. Come and give the Lord a mighty shout.